Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live. We're not at the Bear Cave studio this time. Freddy is on his way to vacation. So it is the Encyclopedia hosting tonight's episode of the Sports Frenzy podcast sold out. Uh, this is our AEW Revolution preview, and Freddie was nice enough to give us our picks so he could rub it in my face more how he keeps whipping my ass. For those of you that saw Super Showdown and know about our picks, he whipped me again, but we'll talk more about that next week when he's back. On a side note, gentlemen, it's not the British coming, it's AEW. This weekend, there's a revolution in place, and that's what we're talking about tonight. So I'm not going solo tonight. I would like to introduce to you former 411 Mania comic reviewer Rob F. is with us. Rob, how are you? Hey, Anthony. How you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I've been a wrestling fan probably about 40 years. Um, I'm a big territories guy, so give me Georgia, give me World Class, give me UWF. Those are my favorites. Um, currently, I'm a big AEW fan and uh, NXT. I really like NXT. I'm a little disappointed in the WWE product at the moment, but, you know, I, like we say, we don't quit, right? We just keep watching. Ain't that the truth? Earlier today, I heard that Macaulay Culkin announced he's given up his WrestleMania tickets, but we could talk more about that next week. We're For now, we'll, let's stick with AEW and get this preview out. Uh, to those of you that listened to our show earlier this week, we hope you enjoyed the Super Showdown preview. Um, most of you probably figured out I suck at picks, <laughs> but hopefully I improve with this upcoming show at revolution but before we go into that let's talk about the latest in aew shall we let's all right couple rumors as far as new people joining aew in the next couple weeks first off it was officially announced last week on dynamite that lance archer is coming and will be debuting next week uh for those of you that don't know and i'm going to be honest i don't know a ton about the guy either uh he had two characters in tna he was dallas and lance hoyt he was actually in the WWE in the old ECW and in SmackDown as Vance Archer, and then he was Lance Archer in New Japan Pro Wrestling. For those of you that still are not sure who he is, but you feel like you might recognize that name, he actually appeared on Straight Up Steve Austin this season. He was the guy that was training Sile from Impractical Jokers in a wrestling ring. Impressive credentials. Most of his championships, at least on titles you might have heard of, have been at the tag team level. Former two-time NWA World Tag Team Champion with Davey Boy Smith Jr., who actually just appeared on WWE The Bump just last week. IWGP Tag Team Championship, also with Davey Boy Smith Jr. He also won the NWA Tag Team Championships twice with Kid Cash and IWGP United States Champion. So he's definitely got the accolades there, but I personally don't know a ton about him. Um, I've heard good things. Uh, do you know anything about this guy? A little bit. I did see the match he just had with John Moxley for the uh, the U.S. title. Uh, pretty good match. He's a big guy. I mean, um, a lot of tattoos. Interesting character. See, interesting to see what they're going to do with him. And then is his style more of a brawler? Is he a technical wrestler, a power guy? Brawler. Brawler, brawler all the way. Okay, that's vaguely... You know, big man, big moves, big clotheslines, you know, big boot, the whole thing. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, re- I vaguely remember that. I, I actually, I had to do research when when they said he was in WWE. I, for some reason, had in my head that he was only got as far as developmental. And then as I was reading, I was like, oh, yeah, he was in ECW and actually got some wins there. But... Um, He's made strides. Yeah, and AEW definitely should be a good place for him. I 
think I, I'm surprised even with Steve Austin being a friend of his that he never got a real shot at the WWE, but it might be better. Um, another guy who actually was just in WWE a few months ago, the former Luke Harper, Brody Lee, is we are now approximately, I'd say about two, three weeks away from his rumored debut in his hometown upstate New York. Uh, so I personally think it's a good move for him. He was one of these guys that I don't think WWE know what to do with, and I couldn't understand why because I thought he had a lot of potential. I thought his character was interesting, and for some reason, Vince got behind Eric Rowan. I I just don't see the fascination there. Any thoughts on that? I mean, the only thing I wonder is, is he any good on the mic? You know, um, I, I, I'm trying to figure out where he fits into the landscape of AEW, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, per- personally looking forward to seeing if he'll be there in Newark. Um, my guess right now, if I was booking, my guess is he'd probably be a part of the Dark Order. He could maybe be able to be the leader. That's true, too. Um, I know there's there's plenty of rumor that Matt Hardy's contract up and it's going to end up being him. Um, we haven't seen Christopher Daniels appear in a couple of weeks. There's been rumors that it could be him. Um, mm. little fun fact for those of you that don't know, Christopher Daniels was actually rumored and considered to be the greater power during that whole uh, corporate ministry era uh, when the corporate ministry in, was feuding with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that would, would have been a total failure, but... That's just my. I love Christopher Daniels. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if he would have been the right guy for the job. Yeah, it's a tough one because it's a case of nobody knew who he was. So you you would have expected that role to go to somebody that people at least would have recognized. I know Jake the Snake was rumored, um, which would have been interesting considering Undertaker basically ended his one of his WWF runs back in '92. But uh, anyway, that's that's the rumored roster. Uh, the current roster. Uh, any thoughts on that right now? I know I personally, the women's division, they had a four-way match last night, and I felt like the fact that they've been focusing on the women's wrestling rather than some of these crazy story storylines right now, for example, the Nightmare Family finally going away, that sort of thing, uh, might improve it long-term, um, because I know that's one of the complaints a lot of people have said that the women's division over there has been a complete joke. Uh, any thoughts on that? I totally agree. Um, you know, I'm not the... Biggest women's wrestling fan on the planet, as you well know. Um, but I can appreciate the NXT women and what they're doing. Um, and I look at AEW and I'm like, yeah, they don't really have that one person they can count on at this point. At this point, they really don't have any. I think they're looking for their identity. So I'll be interesting to see as time goes on. You know, They keep talking about working on it and signing more women. I'm curious to see where that's going to go. Yeah, I know when they first started uh, back last summer, uh, I really thought that they were going to put all their money, so to speak, behind Britt Baker, and we still haven't quite seen that. And this whole here persona, I know at first I kind of laughed at it, um, but as the weeks went on, I was like, all right, I'm starting to believe this. Maybe Adam Cole was giving her lessons. But at the same time, while she seems to be the most compelling character they have on, on AEW as far as the women's division is concerned, she lost a match the last time she was on Dynamite. So it's like a, been a lot of stop and go with her. Nyla Rose disappeared for a while due to the suspension. She comes back and automatically wins the title. And for whatever reason, Riho just wasn't getting over. And then some of the characters they got in that women's division, um, and we're going to talk about this when we do our picks in a little bit, Chris Statlander. I, I don't know if she's like the the long-forgotten child of Captain Picard or Seven of Nine, or if she thinks she's like been a... 
spit out by whoever ET fucked back in the day with the whole nose point thing. It, it, it's been really bizarre with that women's division. Yeah, I, like I said, I I can't. I couldn't even name three women wrestlers in in AEW at this point. I, I feel bad um, not being able to, but it's just I think that's there on there on there, and they've just done a poor job at promoting them and and making them characters, and you know they're they're putting them on TV, but they're really not doing anything with them. They're just kind of bouncing around. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I mentioned Chris Tatlander. I don't understand how the whole she all of a sudden is number one contender and getting a title shot this Saturday at the pay-per-view. I mean, at least if you did the rematch with Riho, at least that would have been something um, because that that would be the rubber match. Um, and that goes with a lot of the things with AEW with this pay-per-view that I'm kind of questioning. Um, not as many questions as some of the booking we saw today at Super Showdown, but uh, again, that's for next week. Uh, what I did enjoy last week on, or last night on Dynamite, the Iron Man match, uh, it was the thing with AEW as I'm watching it. Um, my only complaint with that Iron Man match personally was the whole uh, Omega and Pac were outside of the ring after Pac did that shooting star press through the table. And it seemed like as the referee was ca- hit nine. It seemed like he was holding up on the 10 because he knew in the script Omega had to get in and Omega might have missed his cue or what happened. And that was my only issue with the match. It was minor, much more improved than what it, what I've seen in the past with AEW. The other thing with that match, though, it was exciting. And as I was watching, it was making me think to myself, if AEW keeps trying to pull all the stops out every week on Dynamite, at some point, there's only so much they could do. There's, you know, there's a peak how, how often are they going to hit the peak on a weekly show where fans are going to expect them to take it to the next level every week and at some point you're going to disappoint them? Do they need to tone it down a little bit and not pull out those moments every single week? What do you think? Well, I mean, I feel that way about all TV wrestling. I mean, there was a, a method to the madness back in the day when you had all squashes, right? Because you, you, you left the good matches to the, to the garden cards or the pay-per-views. And now it seems like there's no differentiation between TV and pay-per-view. Right, you can see a Roman Reigns match, you know, against Baron Corbin this week on Raw, and then you can also see it on the pay per view the next week. So I agree what you're saying. I think though, um, AEW that seems like it's just, you know, pedal to the metal all the time. And I, I hear what you're saying. I think at some point you're going to wonder, you know, I mean, if you look at some of the matches, I know the week before the tag team battle royal was great. Um, I really enjoyed um, a couple of the matches on that card, but I was like, wow, you know, the Lucha Brothers match with uh, Paige and and um, Kenny Omega was outstanding. But I mean, oh my God, like, how are they going to top that? So yeah, I agree what you're saying. It seems like they 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 need to pace themselves more, save it for the pay per view. You know, don't give it all away for free. Yeah. The other thing. Uh which this will go into the picks in a little bit. It looks like we're finally getting the singles debut of freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy this Saturday. <laughs> I love that guy. I don't know why. <laughs> y- you know, it's funny. The first couple times I saw him, I was like, this is so freaking stupid. Uh, I, he's definitely entertaining. It must be nice also to be earning a paycheck for all these months, and this is only his first singles match. Yeah. I, you know, the one thing I can say about AEW versus all the other wrestling I've been watching is AEW makes me smile occasionally. Like that during that battle royal, I, I think I laughed two or three times, and I was just like, I don't remember doing that on any WWE show in, a, in quite a while. You know, I might be like, oh, that's a cool move, or I might be like, you know, it's a good match, but I don't like smile. And like they actually went out of their way, like did a few things, few spots that you just were like, huh, you know, you chuckled. And though, like when um, 
one of the best friends went over the top rope and Orange grabbed him and carried him around. I was like smiling. I was like, wow, that's, you know, it's funny. You know, it made me laugh. So I, I give them a lot of credit. They're really, you know, they're hitting it on all cylinders at this point. So you didn't laugh when Otis saved Mandy at the Royal Rumble? Oh, that was okay. <laughs> I, I will say WWE, there are times I have laughed at stuff more recently the last couple months, especially yeah. with Vince not being as involved. But yeah, AEW, even though there's times I shake my head and think this is so indie style or they're trying to uh, they're trying to differentiate themselves, but then they're kind of doing some of the same tricks, uh, they, they, they do tend to put that extra effort in to get the fans to react the way they want and enjoy themselves. Uh, where WWE, I think they kind of go with the story approach. Uh, we're going to piss you off sometimes and you're just going to sit there and take it. And I guess that that's a benefit to them for being in the game for over 50 years. Um, unfortunately it does turn fans off. Their ratings have gone down steadily over the years. The network subscriptions are going down uh, and I don't know. And they don't seem to want to do anything about it. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, especially after today's show, I just, I, as I was going through the results, cause spoiler alert, I did not watch it yet. Um, well, you know, you do have a job, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you and me both, my friend. Um, right. But that being said, it's just it's just frustrating because it's like I thought that they were they weren't perfect, but they were making progress. They were better than they had been in the past. And then all of a sudden, with the booking we saw today, it's like. Eh. But anyway, uh, speaking of booking, Jericho getting stitches last night during that whole weigh-in segment. Um, I get that it was probably, you know, Moxley's got the eye issue, so we got to give Jericho some sort of a disadvantage. Is it really wise to be blading that? badly or getting cut that much you don't think it was accidental uh, maybe it was maybe it was maybe i'm just so used to aew with the blading and i blame cody for that that maybe i just assumed um hopefully all all's well i know somebody commented to me um actually i think it was it might have been stevie g today when i was talking to him the whole way in thing and that's one of those things where AEW's trying something different they're they're trying to be a legitimate sport where like in boxing and in mma they do weigh ins usually it's a day before but you know in wrestling you don't necessarily have to do it um on that same schedule i i, I thought it was a different take on it i'll give them that yeah definitely i mean they're, they're definitely throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks and i don't have a problem with that at this point you know they're still relatively young did you see that? Did you see that super kick that Sammy Sammy Guevara took last week? That was insane. I don't know how he. Oh my god! <laughs> how did he not tear something? That guy's just flexible as fuck. That was quite a move. That would that reminded me of the Shawn Michaels Shelton Benjamin uh, kick. Yeah. From years gone by. That was one of those. You were like, wow. I know this. You know, I know uh, they planned that, but boy, did they plan it well. And we might be seeing this Saturday a future uh, main event feud for AEW, not just Sammy Guevara, who I've heard comparisons even going as far as Eddie Guerrero and that the whole uh, the whole vlog thing that he's doing. They should really capitalize on that. But you also got Darby Allen, who the fans are are behind. Uh, he's a young up and comer. Yeah, I, I could see the two of them being centerpieces down the road. Well, you never know. Very true. All right, so. Anything else on AEW you want to touch base on before we start getting into our picks? No, let's get to the picks. Let's get to the picks? All right. So um, the, one of the things I found interesting about this card, a lot of these matches got announced, and I'd say at least half of them in the last week, which I thought was odd because you had really, what are we looking at? It's been three and a half months since their last pay-per-view. Why, 
why with all this time did they wait till like three day, three days a week before to announce some of these and not build these up more? That that I think has been a miss. Well, I mean, it, I don't I don't know if that's so much of a miss. I mean, it seems like they've got a built-in audience at this point. So you know, I mean, you you knew Moxley it was going to be Moxley Jericho. I mean, nobody could tell you differently, right? And the tag team won. I can see what you're saying, right? They only won last week, right? The Young Bucks found out they were going to win last week. They were going to face uh, Hangman, and and they need to get a nickname, Hangman and uh, Omega. It should be like Omega or something like that. I think they need a nickname. I don't, I, they're probably not going to be together much longer, but I would rather they had a nickname. It seems like all the other teams do, and then it's them. But hey, I hear what you're saying. I mean, you're, you're we're used to, but you know, you're again, you're 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 following the WWE machine here, right? Where they start hyping things up as soon as one pay per view is next, we start getting the next set of matches. So I think maybe they're trying something different. You know, they're trying to make it a little bit of a guessing game. You know, the internet ruins everything these days. So maybe they're trying to go the opposite direction and they're trying to let you speculate on your own. So you're pleasantly surprised when they announce the matches. The tag match, I was okay with the timing on that. It was more the fact that the Darby Allen-Sammy Guevara match, the Nyla Rose-Chris Statlander match, and then Pac versus Orange Cassidy was only announced last night. Uh, SoCal Uncensored versus Dark Order is another one. I mean, that one... Well, that, made, that's been coming. That one you knew was coming, but the Pack orange Cassidy only got set up last night, and really, the Nyla Rose-Chris Statlander, has there really been that much development there? That, but are you really are you really tuning in for those matches, per se? No, not necessarily. You know what I mean? The undercard, like... When, yeah. You, you can know better than I do. When you see a UFC fight, do you know the undercard ahead of time? Sometimes, but bef- that was before the UFC got sold by the Fertitas over to WMG or whatever they're called now. So, yeah, all right. I, I, I can see your point there. And, and and that's fine. I was just a little surprised. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I'm not, ar- not arguing that point at all. I'm just saying maybe they're trying to, you know, I'm not really tuning in to see Pac versus Orange Cassie as much as I might like it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not the money match. Right. All right, so uh, let's get to our picks. Um, I'll go through each match. We'll give our thoughts about the feud itself, the match, uh, who our picks are. Um, Freddie did send his, so I'll start off uh, with what he, what his picks were. So our first match is a tag team match. We have SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky with Christopher Daniels. We're not sure. And that kind of ties into the storyline. So that that part's intriguing. And they'll be facing the team from Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, Alex Reynolds and John Silver in their corner. Um, it's kinda, it kind of sticks that both Luke Harper, Brody Lee, whatever he's called, and Matt Hardy aren't available for the Saturday. Because the, the Saturday would be a great opportunity to reveal who that who that mystery person is, who's their, their true leader. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I know Freddie picked... The Dark Order. Um, I'm going to agree with that. I don't see, even though SoCal Uncensored is the former tag team champions, um, I don't see why they would get the win here. Because I think I think Dark Order. That's the thing that they're missing. They need to get some wins here and establish themselves as being more credible than just a couple promos we see weekly. What do you think? Uh, Dark Order, and I th- I think they lose. They win because of Christopher Daniels. Daniels finally makes the turn. Okay. So do you think Daniels ends up being the leader and not necessarily a Matt Hardy or a Brody Lee? I don't know if he's going to be the leader, but I think this is when he does the f- official turn. I think, you know, like, you know, the referee gets knocked down and Daniels comes out and he takes out one of the guys, you know, whether it be Kazarian or Scorpio Sky, and that's why they lose. Um, I think they're going to save – I mean, Matt Hardy would be a really interesting choice um, as being the leader, you know. 
Um, but I'm thinking at this point, Daniel Dales makes the full turn, and that's why they lose. Okay, and the, the whole full-on angel gimmick, uh, maybe he ends up bringing that back. Yeah, Matt Hardy's a tough – I just – I don't see him going AEW, especially with all the tweets about – they got the perfect setup to bring in the, the broken or woken universe, whatever they want to call it, on the WWE side. Um, at least he could put over Randy Orton on the way to WrestleMania, um, maybe at – the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think Christopher Daniels making the turn makes sense. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they hold it off, but yeah, everything you said is definitely makes sense. And the next match, uh, one that was just announced just last night, uh, the f- man who got the first disqualification in AEW history, believe it or not, Pac, in that Iron Man match. That was the first DQ in AEW history. They mentioned that last night. He'll be facing freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Do you know anything about Orange Cassidy? Not a ton. I know from what I've heard, he basically wrestles with his hands in his pockets. And <laughs> I, I've seen the what I like to call the imitation sweet shin music, but definitely entertaining. Uh, what, enlighten me. I don't really know anything about him. That's why I was asking. So uh, my if my pick would be I think Pac is going to squash him. I don't know. But then again, you never know with AEW. You know, he may. I, I see him pulling some moves out of his repertoire, but I don't see Pac losing at this point. Yeah, um, especially when he got so close to beating Omega last night. And the thing I thought was interesting at the end of that Iron Man match, Pac had the, his submission on, and yeah. it was a, cu- a good couple of minutes. The bell rings, and this is the one of the things with the Iron Man match, and this even goes back to WrestleMania 12 uh, with the Michaels Bret Hart one. If there has to be a winner when that time limit expires should they really be getting a break and if they are getting the break like i know in a traditional like in an mma style if AEW especially is trying to be that more sports realistic style usually if they're going to continue the match they put them back to the position they were in when the when the match was stopped so i, I thought it was interesting that Pac didn't use that as an excuse so much he didn't really bring that up uh, maybe he will over the weeks to come and would it really have hurt Kenny Omega to take that loss when he's technically in the tag division right now. Well, I mean, the, the my one complaint about AEW at this point is is it looks like Cody, Omega, and the Bucks are all peaking at the same time, and they started out right where they weren't doing that. I think they should have spread them out more. So like, because now it just looks like the owners have decided they're gonna, you know, they're gonna take over. You know, you know what I mean. So I, I'm not a big fan of that. I would like to have seen like maybe Omega start out strong. And then at some point the Bucks turn out strong. Now they're all like, you know, they're all moving to the forefront, you know. And I'm not really, I'm not a big fan of that. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a strategic move on their part. But it's not a big complaint. I mean, it's just something I've noticed. I've actually, I, I've been tr- hinting at that for months. I didn't come and directly say that. So I, I, I agree with you. Um, I thought it was impressive in the beginning when the Young Bucks put over teams like the private party and what have you who fallen off the face of the earth all of a sudden. Um, yeah, they do seem to be peaking at the same time. And I mentioned this on last week's episode. I feel like Cody is doing too much. He doesn't need to do the blade jobs. He doesn't need to do the moonsaults off the cage all the time. He doesn't need to go to that extreme. The, he's already got the fans behind him. So that's another thing. I kind of wish he would tone it down a little bit. Um, that being said, uh, back to the back to the match at hand. So uh, your pick officially is Pac. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand. I don't see why, how a loss would help Pac at all. I think he's going to be one of the top contenders to um, the winner of the Moxley 
Jericho match. So I think Orange Cassidy will get some moves in, and you know it'll be entertaining. But I think eventually he'll lose. I'm going to agree with you on that. I think Pac's going to win this one. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be a close match. I think OC is going to. I'm going to call him OC. He's going to look good coming out of it, but. He could, he could take the loss right now, especially this being his first singles match in AEW. Freddie, on the other hand, disagreed with us, and he picked Orange Cassidy to win this one. Interesting. Very interesting. And Freddie is whooping my ass overall. Um, we've so been, you say. You keep saying that like it's, uh, <laughs> like he, it's upsetting you a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You know what it is? He dominated. Uh, it was really, I think, the last King of Should the Should you Ring. really be doing this podcast? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, li- I'm I, just teasing. I'm just a guest here. I shouldn't say that. Well, you never know. Things can change. Um, we are looking for a replacement for Stevie G, so consider this your tryout. No. Um, okay. Uh-oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, all that Now, all that being said, now, Fred, Freddie, we, we've done, for those of you that haven't been listening to the beginning, we do tend to take advantage of bonus opportunities, like Royal Rumble wins are worth more, picking King of the Ring winner, like, worth more and that i think that's what killed it there was the last king of the ring freddie seemed to get the winners right in a lot of the rounds and it was worth double points if you picked the winner and they advanced to the next round and then you picked them to win again it was yeah that's when he really started killing us and that's why we were talking about doing a reset at wrestlemania which we wanted to do last year we had talked about it and stevie g was then the champion and didn't want to give up his title and well, Did you two pick uh, Royal Rumble winners? We, I, yeah, we did. Uh, no, did you, I mean, did you actually pick the correct winner? Or did he? Uh, I think, so the women's match I know we both got wrong. Yeah. Because he had picked, he had picked Rhea Ripley, which I kind of gave, I kind of teased him about because I was like, Rhea Ripley, she was already a champion. Why would she have been in that match? I'd pick Shayna Baszler, um, and I mentioned it on the show. I marked the fuck out when she came out at number 30. Yeah. Because I was like, holy shit, I got this right. And then the Charlotte effect. She should have won. Yeah, I've I've heard that across the board. And now oh, yeah. this whole, whole setup with her getting the shot at Becky Lynch, I mean, we all know it's going to probably happen. But uh, anyway, that, that'll be for next week because we I will guess. have – Yeah. <laughs> And we'll have to do an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view with the next episode, as well as talking about these two pay-per-views, because the Elimination Chamber is just a week and a half away. Yeah. Yeah, so we both picked the men's match right, and the women's match, we both got wrong. In fact, the women's match was the only match in the entire Royal Rumble I got wrong. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, back to uh, our first title match of the evening is... Nyla Rose against Crest Statlander. Um, I think there's been enough said there, uh, what I think of this whole match. Uh, you got any thoughts on this one? No, I think Nyla's going to win. Okay. Yeah, Nyla was Freddie's pick, and across the board, all three of us on the sold-out podcast are going to agree. Uh, Nyla Rose definitely winning. She just won the belt. They're not taking it off stat. They're not going to take it off her that quickly. I kind of feel bad for Statlander, because this is like her second title shot, and she's going to lose again, so it's going to probably hurt her credibility a little bit but whatever she could go shoot herself back up into the stars and figure it out (laughs) and then uh the match that i dubbed as a future main event on an AEW pay-per-view we got darby allen squaring off against sammy guevara um i think this is going to be a really fun match uh i I don't know if it will be match of the night i think i could see it being a contender 
But, uh, I mean, when you got MJF versus Cody coming on up later, you got the whole AEW tag team match with the unselling Young Bucks against Omega and Hangman out of Page. Um, I think uh, th- this one could be the dark horse. Uh, I personally, I'm going to go with Darby Allen on this one. I I like Guevara. I like Allen a little bit more. Um, I mean, the coffin drop I'm not a huge fan of, and it's not because it's not impressive. It's more the fact that I'm afraid he's going to fucking permanently paralyze himself with that damn move uh hopefully i'm wrong there but uh freddie also picked darby allen all right well first of all i think this is going to be match of the night and number two i'm going to go with sammy i really like darby allen i really like sammy but i think sammy's going to pull it out somehow i think it's going to be cheap i think it's going to be some kind of interference or something like that but i think he's going to win so you're changing your pick because, folks, Robert actually put yeah. his picks down before. <laughs> well, you know, I started to think about it more, and I was like, you know, I, I'm going to go with Sammy on this one. I okay. think Sammy needs a win. Darby's over. True. Sammy needs a win. That's true. That's true. I I, I could see that. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily be disappointed if, if Sammy won. I could be right, and I wouldn't be disappointed if I was wrong either. I just think that's the way it's going to go. Okay. Um, I, I can't see Jericho's crew going over all night. Yeah. That's so true. somebody's got to win, and uh, I think Sammy's definitely going to pull one out. Okay. Um, and the, and another match with an Inner Circle member. Uh, we actually finally have the in-ring debut of Jack Hager, or Jake Hager. Jeez, um, I almost said Jack Swagger there. Jake Hager, uh, Bellator superstar, uh, Mr. Uh, no Contest in his last fight. Okay. Um, he's another one I'm surprised that this is going to be his his debut, so to speak. And he's facing Dustin Rhodes. So for those of us that are bitching about WWE putting over guys in their late 40s and early 50s, uh, such as a Goldberg and a Brock Lesnar, we're getting Jake Hager and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, but you and I both know you've seen Dustin perform. I mean, he does not look like a man of his age. You see it in his face. Not in his, right, but not, I'm talking not about in his, his in-ring. In, not in his in-ring. Right. He, I mean, he looks like he's 10 years younger. Yeah. On the other hand, Hager's going to win. Spirited fight, Hager wins. I, I totally agree. Dustin doesn't need the win, and let's be honest, neither does Jake Hager. But Jake Hager's not really in the title picture, and this is his debut. So I, I'm going to agree with you there. Jake Hager uh, winning this one on Saturday, and Freddie also made that same pick. All right, so now we're getting to the really the top three matches on the card. Um, if there were if there was a triple main event, I guess this would be the first of the three. Um, I think there's only one true main event here, but that's fine. AEW Tag Team Championship. So we got my favorite character in AEW, Hangman Adam Page. Drink up. And his partner, Kenny Omega. And they'll be defending against the Young Bucks. Now, first off, I hope because it's their friends they're facing that the Young Bucks can fucking sell for once. Uh, why start now? Yeah, well. Th- that's the thing. I could honestly say that they could be the greatest tag team in the world right now. And it's just that selling element that drives me nuts about them. But... um. This one's this one's interesting. The whole hangman skit has been great. Uh, the whole drinking element that he's added. Uh, the interview this week where he actually walked off because his drink was empty and <laughs> but he let out his really feel his real feelings. He's uh, he basically said I want out of the elite and well, he's been saying that for weeks. Yeah, but he actually said it on the TV instead of and they made so they made the reference to the web show, which I'm going to be honest, I don't have time to watch every week. Um, I don't watch much of it at all. So the fact that they brought it up on dynamite finally on that level maybe they'll 
help increase the viewership. But he basically said, I don't even want to be a part of this group. I've been saying this to you guys for months and you're not listening and what have you. Um, you basically, you got, you guys were basically, you're already at that level. This is my biggest title that I've ever had in my career and blah, 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 blah. And now you're trying to take it from me, blah, blah, blah. It, 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 the whole jealousy element, but it, it felt real. Yeah. It, it wasn't like forced. Um, that being said, I'm on the fence on this one because I could see them giving it to the Bucks, but I feel like the bigger story here would be to keep it on Omega and Adam Page for a little bit longer. Hangman turns on Omega, Bucks win. Next feud, quickly. next feud for Omega, Hangman, Adam Page. I think it's going to get to that point. I would say by May that match is going to happen. I just don't know if you take the belts off them just yet. I would say yeah. maybe you do it on Dynamite. No, I mean they've been they've been teasing that for weeks. The mistakes, the accidental you know contact, and the, this last interview I think kind of seals the deal. I think he at some point he either walks away from the ring or he, or he clotheslines Omega or something, knocks him out, and the Bucks take advantage, and that's the end of that. Yeah, I mean this week during the Iron Man match, the Young Bucks came out to be in Omega's corner. No sign of Adam Page. Yeah. Um. So your pick is the Bucks. Uh, yep. Fre- Freddie went Omega and Hangman. I'm still kind of torn because I could see it happening uh, the way you said, but I feel like I, I feel like it's too obvious and AEW doesn't necessarily fold to that. Um, so you think like you think next Wednesday it could happen? Next Wednesday, or maybe you save it for one of the bigger shows and the bigger markets that you're trying to get people in, like the Newark show coming up uh, that's close to New York City. Um, I know they're they got a few they got a few big dates coming up, Philadelphia in April, what have you. True. I, I I'm not necessarily saying it would be in Newark. I could see I you know what I could actually see I could see Hangman doing something like uh, something you'd expect out of a villain, some sort of cheating to get the win. And that causes dissension. Yeah, I could see that. I tend to think he's going to do something like um, he's going to try to hurt one of the Bucks and Omega's going to try and stop him, and then he's going to attack Omega. I mean, that could happen. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm going to say EW is usually a little bit more creative than that, so I'm going to say Omega and Hangman win, and it's going to be something like Hangman does something underhanded to get that win. Okay, fair enough. You're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, the, the, this is a friendship of going over a decade. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then a match actually that we've known, uh, we've really known this was coming for really three and a half months. The buildup has been slow paced, very well done. Um, and God damn it, Cody's taking a fucking beating going into this one. But we got Cody facing MJF. This is really huge for MJF just to be in this match. So is that going to be enough to get the guy over? Has it done enough to get him over already? Or does he need to get the win here? Uh, I'm guessing El Elso, that's why he picked MJF for this one. Uh, what do you think? It would be a balls move to have MJF win. But I can't see after all the buildup, Cody losing. And all the things he's had to do, all the punishment he's taken. The only thing I can see maybe Cody losing is maybe if Arn turns on him, you know, and get an MJF, you know, and to set up, I guess it would set up more matches or something like that. But I could see, you know, the the enforcer, you know, being the good guy and all that. I don't know. I'm not I'm not falling for it. He's a horseman through and through. The one scenario I can certainly see is, you know, they're both down and the referee's down and Arn comes in and, you know, DDT to Cody, MJF gets the win. 
but I, I don't see with the build-up the way it is how Cody can lose at this point. I mean, the setup is there. It would be a cool swerve, but I don't think it's going to happen. I actually like that idea. Yeah, I know. I should be booking. I know. Well, both of us. <laughs> yeah, we, You and I have had better ideas over dinner than most WWE shows, I have to say, if I could be so humble. That's true. I'm going to sound like an arrogant prick when I say this, but somebody at work said, did you ever apply for a writing job with them? And I burst out laughing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to discredit the WWE writers. You can. It's all right. Well, I think part of the problem is they're kissing Vince's ass. And that's one thing with AEW. I felt like they were all over the place for several months, and they've really gotten into their groove and settled themselves down. So somebody's reeling them in. Maybe it's Tony Khan or maybe it's Jericho as the locker room leader. Um, this story's anything that Cody's done with AEW has been well done. I just, as far as the story goes, I just hate seeing how far he takes it. As far as the story goes, you're right. This would be the perfect opportunity, really, for Cody to go over. He probably sh- should, based on how the story goes. This is also a Dusty Rhodes kid here. I mean, we got the ten lashes whole thing. We got the bleeding. The, you know, very Dusty esque, so to speak. So you expecting a Dusty finish then? Maybe. I, and what you said with Arn makes sense. I would book it that way. Arn is the face. Just it, it's, That part's not working for me. I mean, him being the coach and like being calculating and thinking about what to advise him, it, it's weird to me. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be great to see him do a promo on Wednesday where he's like, I always hated your father, you know, and this is, and now that he's gone, you know, I'm, I'm going after the next generation of Rhodes, you know, and you, you, Arn can deliver a promo. I mean... Right? I mean, wouldn't that be something worth watching? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I would like to see that. It's not going to happen, but I would like to see that. So I could see it happening. I, I'm going to agree with you, though. I think Cody wins on Saturday, so I'm going to agree with your pick. I don't think it's happening this Saturday. I think they're going to hold off on that a little bit. Maybe maybe at double or nothing we'll see something. You um, mean an arm turn, you mean? Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to agree with you that not quite yet. I think Cody wins on Saturday. Um, Freddie, on the other hand, disagreed with us and thinks MJF. I think I think it's because MJF is a New Yorker and Freddie's got it back. Like I said, it would be a cool swerve. It would. After all that, that Cody can't get the job done. It would. Um, yep. Side note, the whole steel cage match with Wardlow losing really his first match, do you think that hurts him? No, not at all. No, but he was an unknown quantity. Cody should have won. Okay. I don't know if he needed to win by with a moonsault off the top of the cage, but I think he needed to win. He should have won. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it was a tough, because the more I watched it, I was like, should Wardlow have really gotten over? Should MJF have cost Cody that match? But then there would have been no this match, right? Because he had to beat him. He said he had to get in the cage with him. I don't I don't recall if he specifically said he had to beat him. Well, but... I don't know how he'd be able to command a match with MJF if he lost a cage match. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, and then we got the main event of the evening. We have Mr. Renee Young, uh, John Moxley. No, I'm sorry, folks. I couldn't help myself no john moxley who actually um to my surprise actually made my top five list of matches for 2019 for his match with omega at the last pay-per-view full gear uh bandaged eye and all getting into the ring with the now likely to be stitched up or stapled chris jericho for the championship um this is a tough one i know freddie picked mox I picked Mox, too. Yeah, and I'm leaning towards Mox, too. I could see Jericho retaining, uh, especially with the whole inner circle and the way they're trying to build them up is kind of running running the show. Um, Jericho doesn't need the belt necessarily. I don't know necessarily that Moxley does either, but it would be a nice change of pace. 
Uh, Moxley really has been getting that push since really he debuted. He hasn't really lost too many times that I recall. Um, and even just the way the storyline's been built up, it's ripe for him for the taking. I mean, again, another great swerve would be if Jericho would be to retain. But then where do you go? Do you go to Cody at that point? I mean, then what do you do with Moxley? You know what I mean? Like, you got to be careful, too, because Cody technically said that he would never challenge for the title ever again if he lost a full gear. This is wrestling, right? For you know, loser leaves wrestling matches don't last. Loser leave town matches don't last. I, I agree with you. Normally, I just feel like Cody is trying to be really sincere with everything he's doing. Um, I mean, yeah, unless it was some schmaz thing, maybe he ends up in a four-person match where he's feuding with someone else, and all of a sudden the title gets added into it because somebody becomes a new champion. Yeah, I, I mean, there's ways around it where it's not directly him getting inserted in right from the get-go for that title shot. But, uh, yeah, be that as it may, I think that, yeah, there's more intrigue with Moxley. You could have – you could lead to a rematch with Jericho. You could have possibly a match with a newly heel-turned hangman Adam Page, although I think we're going to see Omega versus Page, like you said, at double or nothing. There, There's more there uh, on the Moxley side. It would be interesting to see the heel contenders being built up because we haven't seen that yet. Mm. I, you know, I love everything about Jericho except his ring work. He's not what he used to be. That's true. No, I, he's he's a little out of shape. Yeah. And uh, but you know what? You can you can look past it because he's entertaining. Yeah, he's a character. I mean, and it's funny. The last month and a half, and I'm looking forward to doing this next month when everyone's singing Judas as he's coming in the ring, and even when the music stops, they're still singing, and he can't help himself. Even he looks around and smirks. I mean, I know you don't watch New Japan, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's killing it there too i mean his this character has just been i don't know how he keeps doing it i don't know how he keeps reinventing himself but uh, i'm sad that he's not 10 years younger because i could only imagine what he would come up with yeah you know and he's doing it all over the world he's representing you know in new japan uh, um his last match was great he's doing it you know in AEW. he's doing it great um but i'm i'm ready for I'm ready to see what he's re- going to do next. You know, I, I think it's time for Moxley to get the belt. And like you said, let's develop some heel challengers for a little while and see where we go. Yeah, and may- maybe MJF does lose this this Saturday, and maybe he rematches Cody, demands the match. Cody gives it to him on Dynamite, and maybe that's when we get the iron turn that you're suggesting. Okay, uh, sidebar. What did you think of uh, Jeff Cobb? Um, I, w- I, was, I thought he was impressive enough. Um. The fact that they brought him in and he hasn't actually signed a contract yet and was supposedly offered a contract, I thought that part was kind of interesting. He's a Ring of Honor. Um, for those that don't know, he works for Ring of Honor mostly. Yeah. Um, I was I, I like him. I think he's I'm not sure about his mic work, but he's certainly um, in the Taz vein of you know beat me if you can, survive if I let you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you see the suplexes and the backbreakers. I mean, I like him. I hope they sign him because I think he can do some damage. Be interesting to see him with like uh, kind of a different style, like a Darby Allen. Yeah, or an Omega. I mean, Omega's smaller and faster, but you know, Cobb's look at him. I mean, this guy's built like a tank. And the, you mentioned Omega. So there's been a lot of talk about Omega. I've been guilty of it just as much as everybody about how his work in AEW isn't quite on that level that people are used to. And I don't know if you heard about this. He actually addressed it. Yeah, I did. Um, and it seems like he's, you know, he, 
the way I read it, he's trying to trying to use that creative freedom he's got as one of the new company. He's kind of one of the top guys there running it. Um, I once I read what his thoughts were, um, I was like, all right, I see what he's saying. He and the other thing, New Japan's a totally different style than what we're used to in the U.S. So he's smart enough to say, okay, I can't be doing hour long draws or. I was just gonna say if you have not watched. Um, Omega versus Okada. I strongly urge you to because you know they are New Japan is more pure wrestling. Um, the one criticism I will give for them is there's the, the kickouts of the finishing moves are prevalent, and I hate that. I hate that almost as much as I hate as the super kick these days. Yeah. But uh, to give Omega credit, the man can go 60 minutes. You know, I he, I I I, I, I Dare to say they're they're up there with the flare steamboat matches, where they can go 60 minutes and you're not bored, and you're you know you're sitting on the edge of your seat. So I I can understand people saying that, but he's in the United States now. He's wrestling United States style. They don't do hour long draws. I mean, the New Japan pay per views are four to five hours, and I and I have to admit at times I'm like, oh my god, you know, this is quite that's a lot, you know. But at the same time, he carried New Japan for like two years. You know, between his tag team with Okada, with wrestling Okada, I mean, the man can go. And I think it's just a matter of he's got to get the right opponent, and he's got to just adjust his style. So, you know, to, to wrestle more the, you know, like WWE has their style, the United States has their style, our style, right? Which is not an hour long match, it's 20 minutes, 15 minutes. And they're not spot fests, hopefully. Yeah, well, and that was I, that was one thing. And for some reason, I was I accepted it on this one. The Iron Man match, it did seem like they were also kicking out of a lot of their finishers. And that's one thing I've been complaining about for years. I feel like that's starting to tail off. We're not seeing that as much. And if it's in a big stipulation type match, or uh, or uh, like like the MJF, or not even a stipulation match, um, even if it's like a big blood feud like an MJF versus Cody, I'm okay with it happening once or twice there. On this Iron Man match, this history with Pac and Omega had kind of fallen off the radar for quite a, for quite a few months now, so for it to out of the blue happen, I was like, uh, you know. So, yeah, we, we need finishers to mean more, and AEW, that's one of the few knocks left on them at this point. Um, that It's not always as valued as it should be. But uh, I think we're getting there. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's kind of diminishes the whole... I mean, uh, I was listening to something today on YouTube um, that Arnie Anderson gave an interview about super kicks. And his main argument was things like super kicks and DDTs, where they used to be so devastating, now they're just transitional moves. And his whole argument was, there's only so many moves you can do in wrestling, you know. And if you start making the super kick just another move, it cheapens it, and, and then you've got nowhere else to go. You've pretty much lost the roof, you know what I mean? There's you, you've kind of if you're if you, everybody's kicking out of DDTs, what's the point? Where else can you go? And I agree with him. And, you know, I, I really think that's part of the problem is kicking out of the finishers, everybody doing the same moves. Um, you know, there's there's a lack of strong lack of diversity right now. And you want wrestling to be believable. You know, if you drop me on my head after 45 minutes, I think I should be done. I don't think I should be kicking out. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And then everybody's got to do the suicide dive. That's that's one of the moves I complain about quite a bit lately. Well, yeah, every from Keith Lee to right to Darby Allen, everybody does it. It's not a special move anymore. I think they should be restricting the bigger guys from doing moves like that. I think that should be light heavyweight to you know lighter heavyweight guys. And if you're going to have a big guy actually do that move, not every single match. It's got to be like at a pay-per-view where there's a big feud going on, you know? Like we were saying, TV matches and pay-per-views really what's the difference these days. No, that's true, unfortunately. So going on, uh, we got Double or Nothing will be the next one. Now, if you could book some of that now, first off, title match, we've all picked John Moxley to walk out as champion. Mm -hmm. Who's his first challenger? Pac. Pac, okay. Uh, th- that's a good choice. Um, I I think even if he loses on Saturday, um, I would actually have him get the win on Dynamite, like I said, and I think I would do MJF. I think there's more there that's already built in uh, with that character that you have the clean cut, so to speak, arrogant heel and MJF against the dirty, scummy John Moxley. I could see that. On the, um, to, to make my point, I think Pac has shown he can go. Right, he's taken Omega to the limit. He, you know, he's been there. So, like, to me, he could be the he's the number one contender. I can see MJF down the line. I don't think he's done enough. I mean, he's kind of wrapped up with Cody right now. I think he needs to do a little more. He needs an, a, a, another high profile win or two. But I can definitely see your point. I can, I can, I can go. I can get behind that. It wouldn't bother me. Okay. Um, tag team. If the Young Bucks do win, uh, which I think it's a matter of time. That's the thing with the tag division. The Young Bucks have faced just about everybody already, so we wouldn't necessarily get an original match. Although, I don't I don't recall if we've seen them face O'Connell Uncensored, which probably won't mean much because the whole Dark Order feud will still be going on. Yeah. I believe they won their rematch with Private Party down the road, so you can't necessarily go to that just yet. I think the best tag team in AEW, the best tag team in wrestling right now, in my opinion, is the Lucha Brothers. But we've seen that done so many times already on the AEW level. Do you do that match again? Add a stipulation. Which, what do you do now? They already had the ladder match last summer. Uh, elimination match. Two out of three falls. I, I don't know. Something they'd have to eat up after the pay-per-view. Or do you do it in the cage? Mm. Cage to me is always like the end of a feud. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I'd go cage, but what about you know two out of three falls or Iron Man or something like that? Yeah, I mean, we—I don't think we've seen too—I don't think we've seen too many Iron Man tag team matches. I think maybe the New Day and the Usos might have done it once or twice. I would love to see AEW bring in the three-way dance, the ECW three-way dance. I've been complaining about that with the triple threat and fatal four ways and fatal five ways WWE does. I like the elimination style better. Right? I mean, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point if if you one guy gets pinned, the match is over? No. Let the four guys fight. You can have all kinds of interesting combinations, and in the end, the winner will actually be the last man standing, not somebody who got – you know, I, the one I hate the most is I hit a finishing move, and then I throw you out of the ring, and then I pin the guy. I hate that stuff. That drives me insane. I think that's like the cheapest way to end a match, and it's usually how the champion retains. If he's going to retain, he doesn't actually win the match. He sneaks one in, and, you know, occasionally, okay, but I've seen that way too many times lately. It, it – annoys me yeah that's a wwe model it's uncreative booking is what it is yeah it's cheap book absolutely and and then you read the excuse that well they were trying to protect so-and-so well 
if they can't take one pinfall loss, then you know, give me a break here. What what if what if you got double teamed and then got eliminated? That's believable, right? Yeah. I mean, Jesus freaking Christ, we've seen Bray Wyatt run through everybody. He can't nobody can keep him down, and then freaking Goldberg defeats him in three minutes, and that's okay. Is it though? Well, <laughs> is it? I mean, we should, why didn't they just hand Roman Reigns the belt today? Please, you know what? I don't have a problem, and I said this on last week's show. I don't have a problem with Goldberg facing Roman Reigns. I don't think that match needed needed to be for the title. I, I don't see the point of having Goldberg and Undertaker win anything at this point. That's true too. I don't see it. That's another thing with Super Showdown. All right, folks, we're not we're not waiting until next week. <laughs> the Undertaker wins the Tariq Trophy. What is with them doing these like? tournament specialty matches over in kuwait and then this is the second time they've done that in like the five four or five shows they've done and it's ended up being won by somebody that wasn't wasn't even involved right i mean what's the freaking point why do we have to continually still kiss the undertaker's ass i mean at some point didn't they say in batman if you stay around long enough you become hated that's what i'm getting with him yeah well that's because the fucking sheep keep cheering him every time he fucking comes out i mean i I, for all of you that are complaining and the internet wrestling community, if you're still going to the shows and buying the tickets and what have you, you're part of the problem. And I don't think it's those people, it's the ones complaining online. I don't think they're the ones that are the problem. I think it's the people that aren't complaining online that are still going to the shows that are the problem. Well, I mean, the one thing I will say is it is exciting to be and see The Undertaker come out. His entrance is cool, but that's about it. I, I don't buy it anymore. Like, he's, he's looked so bad in the ring now. I didn't see, like, I didn't see the show today either, but from what I've read, he looked bad. And I feel bad for someone like AJ Styles, who can still go, is going to have to carry this match and lose. He's going to lose to make The Undertaker look good. Where at this point, The Undertaker should be saying, you know what, I should be putting people over at this point. You don't think AJ Styles is going to win that match? Because the only thing I would think is Undertaker got the win today. No, he's not going to win. Okay. The Undertaker doesn't lose. For whatever reason, when he comes back, he doesn't lose. Well. That's when, as soon as they announced Goldberg was wrestling, I'm like, he's going to win. Which is funny because I still didn't think he was going to, and somewhere along the line they changed their minds yet again. Um, I, I actually, I thought, yeah, on paper the Undertaker AJ Styles match looks exciting enough as a dream match, and AJ will probably carry him to at least a halfway decent match. The thought also popped into my head: Why couldn't you have done to protect him? Why couldn't you have brought Kane in, and maybe even if he's got to get that last match in, Sting? And have them, the three of them face the OC in a tag match. At least that protects them a little bit. Ugh, you, would you want to see that? I don't want to see it, but <laughs> I, I would rather see that than... I'm sorry, he, Sting Sting knew, knows when to walk away. Does he? It, he hasn't come back. He hasn't come back, but on the, on the Untold special that they just put on the network uh, a couple months ago, he actually said he still wants that match with The Undertaker. He's still hoping for it one day. He thinks he could do it. Well... He, it, you know what? If it's Undertaker's thing and there's nothing at stake and nobody nobody um, current has to suffer, I'll take it. We got that with Undertaker Goldberg last year, and where the fuck did that get us? Well, that's you know they were not ready. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I mean, like I don't know, I don't understand why they're even still getting matches at this point. Throw those dream matches over in Saudi Arabia where they want that crap. Awful. Yeah, glorified house show. Um, but anyway. Folks, uh, next week we will recap more about the Super Showdown. We'll get Freddie's thoughts on it as well. We will also talk about this AEW show. 
And uh, we're going to preview the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, including what's going to end up being three Elimination Chamber matches. Rob, I jinx shows. Did you hear about this? <laughs> you, were, you were at that first Hell in a Cell pay-per-view with me. We ended up with three Hell in a Cells that night. Now uh, we're getting three Elimination Chamber matches. Wait, so what is it going to be? Raw, SmackDown, and Women? It's going to be Raw Women's, SmackDown Women's, and SmackDown Men's. So no Raw Men's? No, because Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble. Oh, right. But, I mean, that just means he faces the champion, right? So, I mean... Oh, you mean put Brock get into the Elimination Chamber and defend? That's, well, you know, any any normal full-time wrestler would be in there. You would think. But even on the... Well, and Goldberg's not. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So they're going to have a pay-per-view where they're not defending either one of the major titles. I could see Goldberg and Bray having a rematch. I think that's what we're going to end up getting at Elimination Chamber. Another two-minute squash? No. It's not going to happen. Goldberg's not doing anything till WrestleMania, and neither is Brock. You could still do Goldberg and Roman at WrestleMania and have Goldberg drop it to Bray. And here, this is insane. You're, you're going to hate this, uh, and I said this. I've been saying this for a couple weeks. Let Cena come back, get his t- get a title shot against Bray, and put Bray over. And that because Bray, he had that history with Seth in the past. He got the win. He had the history with Daniel Bryan, and that was referenced. He got the win. Who's the biggest loss he had at WrestleMania? May I ask why we keep bringing back non-full-time wrestlers? Cena, I'm okay with it right uh, now. I hate him. I know you hate him. To all, all our all your fans out there, I hate John Cena. Always have, always will. Not the man, the wrestler. Hate him. Hate him, hate him, hate him. Least favorite wrestler. I, I, I was not a huge fan of his until he actually started having... Good or displayed that what we kind of knew all along that the guy could actually wrestle, and that really came up when I think CM Punk uh, with the pipe bomb. That's when Cena really started showing his stuff that he could go. But um, in this case, if it's gonna get Bray over and get him that win back from that WrestleMania, I believe it was 30 that he lost. I'd be okay with that at least because that's the other thing. Bray, as far as challengers. First off, I don't care if Roman's over the leukemia. I mean, it's been a year, and I'm I'm an asshole for saying this. Roman does not need to be in the title picture. He's over more without that title picture. You, Anytime you decide to insert him into this title picture at this point, it's still going to feel forced. I think it's too soon for it, uh, especially now against a guy like Goldberg. So who does he fight if he's not fighting for the title? I would do. I'm okay with Roman versus Goldberg, just not without the title. Let Goldberg lose. Let him lose it back to Bray. Let let them have a straight. It's like it's like a dream matchup. The two phenoms. They're never gonna do that. No. And now we're gonna get a WrestleMania match that's gonna be about two minutes long. Because how long can Goldberg go with Reigns? Yeah. It's yeah. Well, the first time they let him try to go ten minutes, he got dropped on his head last year. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sucks. This WrestleMania, I felt like it was going to be a very, very good card on paper. There wasn't any, like, big wow for the casual fans, which I was totally okay with. It was, like, a lot of question marks. Now we're probably getting Goldberg versus Reigns. We're going to probably get John Cena versus Bray Wyatt, which, I'm again, I'm okay with. But uh, Undertaker versus AJ Styles, it's like, okay, you had the opportunity to really do a reboot here, and, you, and you're going to... You're not going to go in that direction. Um, as far as Macaulay Culkin not going to WrestleMania, all right, let him stay home alone. It ruins for me. Ruined it for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not as excited 
as I once was. And the I, I one of the guys I went with to, to the show last year actually wanted or suggested he might go to Tampa for it. I don't think he's going at this point. He's actually gone the last couple of years. And last year, I was actually kind of excited with the idea. And when the Royal Rumble ended and the way it was starting to shape, I was like, all right, this might be, I'm not going to do it, but this would actually be pretty cool to go to. Not so much anymore. Yeah, they've kind of lost me. I was, I'm excited for McIntyre. I think he's going to win. Yeah. But then after that, I'm kind of like, mm, okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. And some of the bigger moments that they could have saved for WrestleMania, they've been throwing on Fox or at Super Showdown or something like New Day losing the belts to Miz and Morrison. That's not as big, but you could have done, saved that at WrestleMania. The Street Profits even challenging for the tag belts. I would have saved that for WrestleMania, and I would have done the title change there. And Freddie and I have been saying that for a while, and maybe it still happens, but I feel like they got to get the belts off Seth and his buddy Murphy before WrestleMania, because Seth, at this point, you gotta you got to end this feud with him and Kevin Owens. It's been, And I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan, you know that, but it's been going on way too long. I'm very disappointed in my man Samoa Joe. I don't know what happened. And there's a man that does not look like he's taking steroids. <laughs> Freddie and I discussed that the other day. Freddie thought maybe it's an addiction to painkillers, maybe it's something like that. I, my personal opinion is he's probably... It's probably some banned substance like a diuretic or something. We see this happen quite a bit with the UFC guys. I don't think it's going to be a tainted supplement. I think it's going to be some sort of diuretic that WWE has banned, and he probably didn't think much of it. But they don't really release that information. It's really up to the superstar to do that. So, yeah. Well, between injuries and that, now he's out of WrestleMania, right? I mean, He'll be back. He, technically, the 30 days will be up before WrestleMania, and we were talking about this, but are you really going to insert him in a match at this point? There's going to be no time to build it. I think he ends up in the Battle Royal. Yeah, probably. So. All right, uh, anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm good for tonight. All right, great. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, hopefully we'll have you back next week. It would be nice. I appreciate right. it. Definitely. Okay, so... For all of you out there that have been listening, first, we would like you to continue helping us out. Spread the word. Uh, we got want to get this listenership up. Uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, whatever else that you're using for your podcast. Uh, we, really, we really want to hear from you guys as well. Don't just like our posts on social media. Comment. Let us know what you're thinking. We'll try to talk about it on the air. Sports Frenzy Podcast on Instagram, Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. We got the Sports Frenzy Podcast Facebook page. I'm Drew for 316 on Instagram and Twitter. Rob does not have social media, so good luck finding him. <laughs> I'll, I'll set up an Insta if you need me to. <laughs> it's your call, man. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Stevie G1218, reach out to him. Let him know we want him back on right before WrestleMania to give his thoughts, all right? Thank you all for joining us and enjoy EW Revolution. Good night, everybody.